section three of mob rule in new orleans by ida b wells barnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by holly jensen shot an officer part three the first colored man to meet death at the hands of the mob was a passenger on a street car the mob had broken itself into fragments after its disappointment at the jail each fragment looking for a negro to kill the bloodthirsty cruelty of one crowd is thus described by the times democrat we will get a nigger down here you bet was the yelling boast that went up from a thousand throats and for the first time the march of the mob was directed toward the downtown sections the words of the rioters were prophetic for just as canal street was reached a car on the villery line came along stop that car cried half a hundred men the advance guard heeding the injunction rushed up to the slowly moving car and several seizing the trolley jerked it down here's a negro said a half dozen men who sprang upon the car the car was full of passengers at the time among them several women when the trolley was pulled down and the car thrown in total darkness the latter began to scream and for a moment or so it looked as if the life of every person in the car was in peril for some of the crowd with demoniacal yells of there he goes began to fire their weapons indiscriminately the passengers in the car hastily jumped to the ground and joined the crowd as it was evidently the safest place to be where's that nigger was the query passed along the line and with that the search began in earnest the negro after jumping off the car lost himself for a few moments in the crowd but after a brief search he was again located the slight delay seemed if possible only to whet the desire of the bloodthirsty crowd for the reappearance of the negro was the signal for a chorus of screams and pistol shots directed at the fugitive with the speed of a deer the man ran straight from the corner of canal and villery to custom house street the pursuers closely following kept up a running fire but notwithstanding the fact that they were right at the negro's heels their aim was poor and their bullets went wide of the mark the negro on reaching custom house street darted from the sidewalk out into the middle of the street this was the worst maneuver that he could have made as it brought him directly under the light from an arc lamp located on a nearby corner when the negro came plainly in view of the foremost of the closely following mob they directed a volley at him half a dozen pistols flashed simultaneously and one of the bullets evidently found its mark for the negro stopped short threw up his hands wavered for a moment and then started to run again this stop slight as it was proved fatal to the negro's chances for he had not gotten twenty steps farther when several of the men in advance of the others reached his side a burly fellow grabbing him with one hand dealt him a terrible blow on the head with the other the wounded man sank to the ground the crowd pressed around him and began to beat him and stamp him the men in the rear pressed forward and those beating the man were shoved forward the half-dead negro when he was freed from his assailants crawled over to the gutter 
the men behind however stopped pushing when those in front yelled we've got him and then it was that the attack on the bleeding negro was resumed a vicious kick directed at the negro's head sent him into the gutter and for a moment the body sank from view beneath the muddy slimy water pull him out don't let him drown was the cry and instantly several of the men around the half-drowned negro bent down and drew the body out twisting the body around they drew the head and shoulders up on the street while from the waist down the negro's body remained under the water as soon as the crowd saw that the negro was still alive they again began to beat and kick him every few moments they would stop and striking matches look into the man's face to see if he still lived to better see if he was dead they would stick lighted matches to his eyes finally believing he was dead they left him and started out to look for other negroes just about this time someone yelled he ain't dead and the men came back and renewed the attack while the men were beating and pounding the prostrate form with stones and sticks a man in the crowd ran up and crying i'll fix the damn negro poked the muzzle of a pistol almost against the body and fired this shot must have ended the man's life for he lay like a stone and realizing that they were wasting energy in further attacks the men left their victim lying in the street the same paper on the same day july twenty sixth describes the brutal butchery of an aged colored man early in the morning baptiste philo a negro seventy-five years of age was a victim of mob violence at kellerek and north peter streets about two thirty o'clock this morning the old man is employed about the french market and was on his way there when he was met by a crowd and desperately shot the old man found his way to the third precinct police station where it was found that he had received a ghastly wound in the abdomen the ambulance was summoned and he was conveyed to the charity hospital the students pronounced the wound fatal after a superficial examination mob rule continued thursday its violence increasing every hour until two p m when the climax seemed to be reached the fact that colored men and women had been made the victims of brutal mobs chased through the streets killed upon the highways and butchered in their homes did not call the best element in new orleans to active exertion in behalf of law and order the killing of a few negroes more or less by irresponsible mobs does not cut much figure in louisiana but when the reign of mob law exerts a depressing influence upon the stock market and city securities begin to show unsteady standing in money centers then the strong arm of the good white people of the south asserts itself and order is quickly brought out of chaos it was so with new orleans on that thursday the better element of the white citizens began to realize that new orleans in the hands of a mob would not prove a promising investment for eastern capital so the better element began to stir itself not for the purpose of punishing the brutality against the negroes who had been beaten or bringing to justice the murderers of those who had been killed but for the purpose of saving the city's credit the times democrat upon this phase of the situation on friday morning says 
when it became known later in the day that state bonds had depreciated from a point to a point and a half on the new york market a new phase of seriousness was manifest to the business community thinking men realized that a continuance of unchecked disorder would strike a body blow to the credit of the city and in all probability would complicate the negotiation of the forthcoming improvement bonds the bare thought that such a disaster might be brought about by a few irresponsible boys tramps and ruffians inflamed popular indignation to a fever pitch it was all that was needed to bring to the aid of the authorities the active personal cooperation of the entire better element with the financial credit of the city at stake the good citizens rushed to the rescue and soon the mayor was able to mobilize a posse of one thousand willing men to assist the police in maintaining order but rioting still continued in different sections of the city colored men and women were beaten chased and shot whenever they made their appearance upon the street late in the night a most despicable piece of villainy occurred on rousseau street where an aged colored woman was killed by the mob the times democrat thus describes the murder hannah mabry an old negress was shot and desperately wounded shortly after midnight this morning while sleeping in her home at number nineteen twenty nine rousseau street it was the work of a mob and was evidently well planned so far as escape was concerned for the place was reached by police officers and a squad of the volunteer police within a very short time after the reports of the shots but not a prisoner was secured the square was surrounded but the mob had scattered in several directions and the darkness of the neighborhood aiding them not one was taken at the time the mob made the attack on the little house there were also in it david mabry the sixty-two-year-old husband of the wounded woman her son harry mabry his wife fanny and an infant child the young couple with their babe could not be found after the whole affair was over and they either escaped or were hustled off by the mob a careful search of the whole neighborhood was made but no trace of them could be found the little place occupied by the mabry family is an old cottage on the swamp side of rousseau street it is furnished with slat shutters to both doors and windows these shutters had been pulled off by the mob and the volleys fired through the glass doors the younger mabrys father mother and child were asleep in the first room at the time hannah mabry and her old husband were sleeping in the next room the old couple occupied the same bed and it is miraculous that the old man did not share the fate of his spouse officer bitterwolf who was one of the first on the scene said that he was about a block and a half away with officers fordyce and sweeney there were about twenty shots fired and the trio raced to the cottage they saw twenty or thirty men running down rousseau street chase was given and the crowd turned toward the river and scattered into several vacant lots in the neighborhood the volunteer police stationed at the sixth precinct had about five blocks to run before they arrived they also moved on the reports of the firing and in a remarkably short time the square was surrounded but no one could be taken as they ran to the scene they were assailed on every hand with vile epithets and the accusation of nigger lovers 
rousseau street where the cottage is situated is a particularly dark spot and no doubt the members of the mob were well acquainted with the neighborhood for the officers said that they seemed to sink into the earth so completely and quickly did they disappear after they had completed their work which was complete with the firing of the volley hannah mabry was taken to the charity hospital in the ambulance where it was found on examination that she had been shot through the right lung and that the wound was a particularly serious one her old husband was found in the little wrecked home well nigh distracted with fear and grief it was he who informed the police that at the time of the assault the younger mabrys occupied the front room as he ran about the little home as well as his feeble condition would permit he severely lacerated his feet on the glass broken from the windows and door he was escorted to the sixth precinct station where he was properly cared for he could not realize why his little family had been so murderously attacked and was inconsolable when his wife was driven off in the ambulance piteously moaning in her pain the search for the perpetrators of the outrage was thorough but both police and armed force of citizens had only their own efforts to rely on the residents of the neighborhood were aroused by the firing but they would give no help in the search and did not appear in the least concerned over the affair groups were on almost every doorstep and some of them even jeered in a quiet way at the men who were voluntarily attempting to capture the members of the mob absolutely no information could be had from any of them and the whole affair had the appearance of being the work of roughs who either lived in the vicinity or their friends end of section three recording by holly jensen